I had to watch the video and I was like, oh my God, that's, sh- that's Cher. And even Cher's doing a shitty job. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta listen to it again. And you're just like, oh, she's off. I'm like, that's not in time. Maybe that's the rock and roll esque. No. <laughs> and she used auto tune ever since. <laughs> The auto tune hits. Welcome to the B Sides and Beers podcast. Welcome to B-Sides and Beers, episode 82. Tonight we're talking meatloaf. What's going on, guys? Not much, man. I'm, I'm, this, is a, this is an interesting one. I, yeah, it's it this is, different it than like the other ones that we've done, it feels like, uh, in quite a few different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did this differently where I didn't really do a lot of research but i listened to a lot of meatloaf i just just let yeah. the tunes speak yeah it'll, yeah and we'll talk about that shortly too because i want your opinion on those all together as a whole because i'm sure this is the most meatloaf oh. that you've probably listened to <laughs> the in most your life meatloaf I've consumed. <laughs> yeah yeah yep. it's i'm so been, full of it's meatloaf. Been a hefty helping so <laughs> have a little bit of a one. Oh yeah, with that. makes me loaf sing, baby. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, what are you guys drinking? What What do we got going on there? Let's see, Mike. What do you got? What do you got? What do I yeah. got? What do I got? I have first up is from Caribou. Uh, it is well, it's a Caribou malt. It's an eight percent, and it is from Pacific Northwest. Or, Northwestern Brewing Co. out of Prince George. PG. Yeah, so they got these rad little eight-pack deals for like 10 bucks, 10 50 and they're delicious, and they're inexpensive, and part of the proceeds to all caribou products uh, go towards planting trees. Right arm. Which you can't go, you go wrong with that. Yeah, so... Have a beer and save the save the caribou, forest, man. The world, whatever. Save the save the caribou. And the other one I have here is from Parallel Forty Nine. It is their new uh, Czech Dark Lager. Nice. It's a four point six percent. Oh yeah, that's a cool can too. It's like Pretty a classy, classy can. Yeah, that's wicked. A little more, a little more Steve Kitchen. Wow, yeah. that's I think artwork? I saw that one in yeah. the in the liquor store and I don't think I realized that that was parallel. Yeah, and it's actually. different than uh, the usual yeah. sort of cartoon esque themes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got a they got a couple classier side right. ones, which is which is yeah. pretty cool. So. Wicked. Wicked. Yeah. Have you that's tried right. that check one yet? Not yet. I'll be cracking it real soon. Nice. Uh Dane, what are you doing? <laughs> I am currently uh, enjoying a Deep Cove Celebrate Every Day. Gotta love that title. Uh, this is a hazy IPA. And um, 
Deep Cove is out of the North Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. They make a good dunkle, I think. Anyway, no, they, there's not many that do. I am thinking of one. Moon Underwater. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> but no, this yeah. is good all the same. I mean, like, it's got like a lion on the front. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a good way to start the weekend, that's for sure. And then I've got, cool. uh, oh, man. <laughs> got the yes. there. I, I want it. I wanted to get another one, but then I saw this check one. I thought, oh, let's. And let's this is probably this. why I said uh, Moon Underwater, because I've got a um, Tranquility Moon Underwater IPA. And uh, yeah, these guys are out of uh, Victoria, BC, ripping the island. So I've never had this one before. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I found one from the island. Uh, today actually and i'm drinking it right now and it is uh buried alive <laughs> the raspberry ale buried alive, <laughs> buried alive. And this is out of uh this is longwood brewing out of uh nanaimo bc all right far out so, man there you there you go and it's a uh <clears throat> i'm going fruity I, i'm going with the with the raspberry ale and then i just paired that up with the one that I probably had maybe the most. What the huck? What the, the huckleberry. Huck? The huckleberry. Yeah. So I've had that one lost before, but I, I was kind of excited to try the the buried alive, uh, and it's good. It's good. It's not as good the, as the other raspberry ales that I've had, but it's still good. So there you go. And both of those kind of like reminded right. me of like they paired well with meatloaf. Oh yeah. Like a huckleberry, or, you know, something like that. A raspberry that kind of goes with that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what'd you guys think? I like your thoughts on this. Are we, are we okay? Um, yeah. So, meatloaf. Uh, pretty well. All I knew of him was the radio hits for years and years and years yeah. and years and years. And then, I guess, a couple couple years back, I started listening here and there to the non-radio hits and this last week has been a full-on assault of meatloaf offerings and yeah i'm i i dug it man i dug it like it's the the production is is massive and the the performances are amazing and it's just this huge theatrical explosion of awesome yeah. with everything I gotta so. say though, I Meatloaf must be the king of like songs with brackets, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like he must have the most songs with yep. brackets for sure. Yeah, like yep. hands hands down. You know, I loved you, but I had to kill you or whatever. Right? Like there's always something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, feels like, but. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, uh, same thing. He probably had like a spike in listens from just the three of us. I think this week he was he was smiling up there. Um, but, yeah. I mean, you got to wade through all of like the compilations and the, and the hits and oh, the, yeah. like all this kind of stuff to find like what there actually is. Yeah. Um, yep. It's just but, so much. And... <laughs> 
it's it's interesting like it was an interesting to put on but like i couldn't listen to it like for a long period of time because it just kind of like started kind of blending into the same it kind of felt like it that same kind of feel you know what i mean that (laughs) that meatloaf uh, vibe just was it, it kind of got stale it got stale after a period of time but maybe you don't listen to it all in one shot but i mean there's a lot of difference yeah. there between you know 1977 uh to 1986 to 2016 totally right? like there's 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 a lot yep. a lot of difference there i think i think you get a lot of that too when you've got eight yeah. nine ten yeah, minute yeah. songs as well Epics. so mm-hmm. you know they're 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 these massive epic deals but it's like well i guess they could have done a radio edit of of four minutes instead of the, the ten i, and en- a half, I enjoy it i actually really like it well and done. um flip i think yeah. you really sort of uh, uh nailed that as far as like it blending into the background putting this on during work you have these expansive songs that just sort of go on with mm-hmm. all these different parts to them and it just sort of you kind of forget that they are these five minute songs and then another six minute and then it just sort of blends yeah, into like there's a couple times where i had to go back and i'm like is this still exactly the same song? yeah like oh yeah it is okay <laughs> we're still doing this yeah. okay cool and then when you take a second and listen to it then you, mm-hmm. you sort of like fall back into this like theatrics this this like oh, yeah. uh yeah. you know the thing that makes meatloaf meatloaf right mm-hmm. yep like they were all they were all designed and tailored to be the live show and to have this huge massive stage show and yeah, big totally. tours and yeah yeah like like you're you're listening it's it's a broadway play on an album or a broadway performance and right? i mean i didn't really know that the guy was into acting before he was even doing singing so like you know yep that's where it's coming from but like you what, how many times do you have a guy who doesn't write his own stuff and is just like the performer, right? Like he's like the Elvis, yeah. like he's just like the the face, right? Yeah. But like he's not yeah. doing anything. He's just like got an amazing voice and an amazing presence on stage and a yeah. larger than life personality, right? So it's it, it's kind of a crazy dynamic that I don't think you find very often in music period. Yeah, you know, nope. So, it, it really, got an actor other that than, other than you know, I don't know. What, what was the quote? Like, I'm an actor that thought I could sing, or like he's an actor that thinks he yep. can sing, or something like that. So, other other than other than Easy E, <laughs> yeah, Easy E. Maybe that's the the only <laughs> other one. <laughs> yeah, never never wrote a lyric, but uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys thought about this too, but you know, I, I look at Bad Out of Hell and it's like, you know, 43 million copies, yeah. top whatever, five song, you know, best selling album of all time. And I'm like, what, why? Like, what happened? Like, you know, I tried to mm-hmm. kind of do some research on that and I, and I couldn't find it. Like, you know, I understand like there's lots of hits on there and I get all that. But like, when you look at like all the rest of the top albums of all time, it feels like it's out of place. Hundred yeah, percent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I just I couldn't figure out what. Obviously, I wasn't you know born in nineteen seventy seven and was not able to catch the vibe of that. But what happened during that time? And furthermore to that, <laughs> got a lot to say. Furthermore to that, how do you come back 
1993 yeah. amidst yeah. Oh, yeah. Nirvana and Seattle and grunge. And I mean, I could probably say that that's maybe this, the video that I saw yeah. the most oh, yeah. on much music. Yep. Out of maybe it all was videos. the slow dance banger, man. Everyone yep. was slow dancing. Yeah. To meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's just amazing that he cut through during that time too. You know, with that song, and it was everywhere, and it was on all yeah. the time. You know, it was just yeah. felt like perfect placement. But you know, besides that and Bad Out of Hell, it's pretty lean. As far as hits goes, right? Oh, yeah. Like, there's not much there. Right. I mean, if you you got to be a real big Meatloaf fan to be diving into those five other albums that he did without Oof. the yeah, Jim right. Steinman, yeah. yeah, right. Like, yeah. Well, the the big thing about it's, I mean, it, it's regional too. You got to think of it where sure it wasn't massive in the states, but in the UK and Europe, it, that's you know that was his bread and butter when he's. You know, he puts out one album and then goes on massive tours there and sells out everything because that's just what that. But this is what's is even for more confusing for me. And like again, like this is the '70s. I wasn't around, and I see pictures of my parents, and and a lot of it is confusing to me as to what people thought was <laughs> far out or cool or whatever. But like "Bad Out of Hell," there was an awesome album cover, a motorcycle just ripping out of hell yep. and you're like totally okay so badass. this is biker music yep. and it's not it's broadway it's rock it's like yeah. you know yeah rock, opera. rock opera yep and like that doesn't make yep. any sense and the guy is supposed to be this jockey or at least in the interviews that you shot me he's talking about being a jock he's like this sort of yeah macho guy but at the same time like very like i don't know how to say it without sounding like you know effeminate he's he's very charismatic but at as well like he's all about love and Huge. talking about love he's not talking about motorbikes yeah. so like i'm i'm no. i'm confused yeah. and then people ate it up so like I'm, I'm not really yeah. sure what the message was other than love and and yeah going on dates and going all the way and <laughs> all that stuff but like yeah. i don't know it's just really confusing to me and maybe it maybe it's tongue-in-cheek maybe it's it's sort of like you know stuff that's not supposed to be taken seriously and when people saw it like the darkness maybe is a good example of that our generation's darkness yeah i don't yep. know definitely no 100 percent. but and you got to look too. the the rock opera thing was somewhat a big deal back then right you know when you're looking at the who coming out with rock operas and you're looking at it, it just layers and levels of different bands doing that lane so it fit for the time i mean it was on the charts for nine years yeah. like pink <laughs> yeah. floyd like, level like i don't yeah and yeah, i got we yeah. did the pink floyd you know? episodes we listened to it and i got it i was like okay I, I, like this is something which has multiple layers yeah. And I wouldn't say Meatloaf has multiple layers, although, you know, long songs, lots of parts. It's it's well written. It's mm -hmm. you know, some of them are are yeah. are, are well produced, others are not, but mm -hmm. yeah, like you know, you look at this list, it's like Hotel California, you know, rumors, Eagles greatest hits, Dark Side of the Moon, Back in Black, yeah, yeah. Out of hell, like <laughs> 
it's just yeah. a little yeah. weird yeah. there. Yeah. <clears throat> and then to not be able to kind of recreate that, you know, you come out in 1981 oh. and... The, the Dead Ringer album, I mean... His voice changed. He could, he, I mean, like, apparently he blew yeah. his voice out with drugs and touring too much, but holy cow, it's, it's stinky and <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> no. not good. And then that Midnight, Midnight the Lost and Found kind of redeems itself a little bit. It's got some kind of cool tracks on it. It's a little... Uh, it's a little edgier, but then yeah, that 1986 album, that Blind Before I Stop, I just, <laughs> I, I, I had to stop that one. I just, I couldn't. I'm do going it. blind. Yeah, I'm gonna it was stop. The 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It was a little like it reminded me kind of like Bob Dylan in the 80s, oh, okay. kind of stuff. Yeah. That kind yeah. of stuff. Right? So, yeah. but and and it's it's interesting the the musicians that he got and the the high caliber it just producers and drummers and guitar like just the people that came in to write these songs with him and for him uh when, when you're you're looking at then you know Battle of Hell 2 and Welcome to the Neighborhood and uh couldn't have said it better and then the there was another one that is not on Spotify but I tracked it down and it's called Hang Ooh. Cool Teddy Bear Ooh. And on this one, did you no. didn't find this one? Okay, so this one is the personally strongest out of all of them. But I think the big reason is okay. So I think got, you know what I, I think you Brian. get the hot facts today. This is this is you get the hot <laughs> facts. Hot facts. <laughs> you brought that up. Facts you get the hot facts because I did not catch that. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Okay, so you're getting it. Cue it. <laughs> okay, here's 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 the first hot, hot fact. Facts. Well, well, my, my hot fact. You probably have some more, but hot facts. So, uh, when was this? This is going to uh, a cat named Tim Pierce, which we've brought oh, up yeah. before many times. Great session, session guitar guy. player. Yeah. He's been around since the '70s, and he's been on so many massive hit records but his name's not on it because he's just a session player but he wrote these parts and these iconic guitar solos and and iconic riffs that you know you, you would have no idea but it's like hey it's this dude that did all these things so uh in what was it for for bad out of hell 2 he was brought on to help with writing and recording and he ended up doing four albums with him in total and the fourth one that he did was called Hang Cool Teddy Bear. Wow. And on this la on this Hang Cool Teddy Bear, so writing credits and and just people coming in and out. So he had Tim Pierce. Uh was it uh Kenny Aronoff was on, on that one or the one? Kenny before? Aronoff was on one of those, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so so he did some stuff. Uh Steve Vai came in for this and played on it and no helped way. write. Uh, Brian cool. May came in and helped do some 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 writing, uh, and Justin Hawkins from the Darkness no was a massive writer on this. And listening to this, the 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 lyrics and the the vocal structure, it's like wow, this is interesting. This is Justin Hawkins wow. writing for Meatloaf, which is 
I, I was blown away. It was mad. It, it was. It was. So Dane, cool. you called it. You, you just. <laughs> I just came back yeah. full circle from earlier in this yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what a great yeah. fact. What a great yeah. hot fact. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's it's wild that I couldn't find it on any streaming. I had to do just YouTube searches, and it it it, it came up. And I want to yeah. hear this it's, album. Yeah. It's good, man. It's it's a really good one. So I got to do it now. I've done the rest, so I got to say I've done them all. So yep. I wonder why that one's not on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Maybe there was just there's too much legalities behind it or whatever. But yeah. Man, going back to Tim Tim Pierce, I mean, you see him on his YouTube videos, and like yeah. he's obviously a pro. Yeah, uh, he's got his like uh, cockpit, like just surrounded by yep. gear. Yep. And um, I mean, it's amazing that there's there's guys like this that no one has heard of mm -hmm. that have been so influential and have helped to create some amazing, um, yep. you know, works of of art. Yep. And these guys are just sort of like unsung heroes. And um, him and Rick Beata were talking about this. And then back in the day, it was just like out of um, courtesy yeah. that they wouldn't put their names on the album, right? Yeah. And like this was sort of like a gamble, right? Like you don't get your royalties if your name ain't on the album. But right. they didn't want to take away from from the artists. Yeah. Right. It's all about meatloaf, right? Crazy. Like it's his show. So don't yeah. like, yeah, he may yeah. have good session players, but like don't steal the show kind of thing, right? But right. And, and it goes back all the way to to you know Jimmy yeah. Page being a session player. Yeah. Right? And and John Paul Jones being a session player that played on thousands of songs that you know they never had credit for they just got a here's a paycheck and you know bring your guitar back tomorrow and we'll try something else or cats like phil x or um yeah yeah that they've played on how many of these pop hits that are massive around the world at Oh man, yeah. And, There's and the JR. I was looking up it. this guy that I always used to have in the drumming magazine, John Robinson. Mm -hmm. And this guy, I looked up yep. some of his stuff last week. The songs that he has played on is like every single song in history. Like it feels like when you read the list, mm -hmm. you're just like, he played on that, he played on that. Just so many yep. different songs, right? But of course, nobody knows who this yep. guy is, right? Like, not a soul. And that right. is. I think I've said this before on this sh on this show, but it's like the ultimate. That would be the best. Like to just oh, do yeah. that. People leave yeah. you alone. Yeah, like you know nobody, and you're just like I played on all of these songs, and nobody knows me when I walk down the yep. street. So, and yeah. I'm rich. Yeah, and it goes back to <laughs> goes back to Steve Stevens from from our last album or our our uh, the Fight Club episode there with um with the you know his his. Billy Idols and and these songs. I mean, you look at Steve Stevens and he did. You schooled me on that one, man. That was funny. I was listening to yeah. that. Yeah, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Whenever you released it, yeah. I'm just like Billy Idol, but he's got like two bangers. <laughs> nothing. He's got nothing. You're just like actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you look at you look at Steve Stevens and in, in you know the the Top Gun soundtrack. Yeah. That iconic yeah. guitar solo you know, instrumental. It's, so it's this one. It's dude, not by Kenny Loggins. No one knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing the bone. Oh, that's what he's doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so the virtuoso on that. Yeah, the 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 the, 
yeah. Just these cats are unreal, man. So, and then oh, this, I mean, I just, I can't stop thinking about this. And I, this is probably, you know, what was part of the, the appeal. But I mean, you got this dude who's a conduit for all of this major heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're writing for him. They're supporting him. They're making him who he is. And again, I'm going to sound insensitive, but he's a, he, he doesn't have that look. He looks like a dude who just walked out of a bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's wearing, you know, a blouse. You're talking about something. Jim Steinman, yeah. the guy that. No, I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he looks better than Jim Steinman, the guy who wrote those songs, right? Like, oh, oh really? that guy look looks here. like a skeleton. You know, like <laughs> Meatloaf. At least Meatloaf is like the face, right? That you can put out there is like. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, in, in the but it's 70s, interesting. Like, why? Why was Meatloaf the it guy? Because it was the charisma and the voice, man. The charisma that and was, the voice, it, and it he just yeah, he did have it, a hell of a right? voice. And he put in the performance, and yeah. you know, you look back in '77, he wasn't a bad looking cat, and but but you also look at the industry how it was back then, where there wasn't social media. There, you know, you you saw the artist live, or you saw him in a rock magazine once a month or a couple times a year. So the the image of the, you know, is this guy a good looking cat or not didn't matter as much then. Yeah. And did you watch any of his like live wise, stuff? It didn't sell it didn't sell records. Uh bits yeah, and pieces. Like, yeah. I kind of did the usual yeah. like for these kind of artists, I kind of start from the beginning and then give it like a nineties performance and then like a one oh, oh yeah, a nice yeah. Contrast. a painful like yeah. twenty sixteen one or something like that, right? We were just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> This is bad. I shouldn't yeah. be watching this. It should have never happened. But uh, you know, it is at a casino or something like that. It's just never, it's never good. Yeah, um, a fairground. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. But I mean, it, it's the same thing. It's it's it was kind of theatrical right to the end, right? Like every single performance that I saw, it oh, was yeah. just like you know, covered in sweat and just like giving it everything he's got, right? And that's another yeah, thing. Got that yeah, like he's head. working. He's working it out there, right? Like so he's kind of earning it too yeah. and that kind of goes with that whole charisma and he's, you know, he's got that he's a working man's kind of singer too, right? Like he just Totally. He's got that vibe. Yeah. So, but how did that translate into like his cuz he was more popular in Europe. Yeah. From what I read that sort of like uh supported his career during the lean years. Yeah, but how does that translate to a European audience? This is what I couldn't is figure it, out. Just, I couldn't. It's just dripping with Americana. That it's it's like, <sighs> is that the appeal or? Who knows, man? When you when you look at who's big overseas and David Hasselhoff <laughs> and the, <laughs> you know, it's who knows that it just hits the market and it hits. Right, you know, it hits the fans in a certain way, and they just flock. And to it was it, a slow so. burn, yeah. like that yeah. album, like "Bad at Hell" oh, yeah. was a slow burn, right? Like, first of all, they couldn't find anybody that yeah. wanted that thing, and then you know they finally get signed on, and it took like, you know, it, it took until he he went on the Saturday Night Live, and I couldn't find this performance. It was like a game changer, apparently, in his whole career. That like he went on a Saturday Night Live, and that's another thing we get onto these bands and they're like, all of a sudden they're just like, they couldn't get on anywhere. And now the next thing they're playing Saturday night live. And there's like no explanation as to how this even happened. Right. Just like, boom, we're playing yeah. Saturday night live. Okay. Well, yeah. awesome. I don't know how you got that gig, but anyways, that's your game changer. And then it's just, this career took off from there. That was kind of the, the, 
the thing that started it all, right? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and he had 18 concussions. I wrote that down too. <laughs> 18 concussions, <laughs> like a plane crash, a car crash. Uh, oh man, a plane yeah, crash. Like he had to go through like an emergency landing in a in a in a plane. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Wow. So, I mean, 18 concussions, I mean, that's got to take its toll. <laughs> Was that totally. story about the Volkswagen true? Which? The Volts, he was like, oh, back in the day, oh, I was dry, riding over his head? Was and that they, the one? They, a Volkswagen ran over his head? He, he said it was a true story. I don't know. I mean, he's... He lies though lots too. There, like, there's lots of lies in the Change interviews stories and stuff, and, right? Like, yeah, how he got the yeah. the that name and like too. how that was adopted. That's all like shrouded in mystery because he's told like forty different stories for it. Yep, right. And every interview I saw with that, it was like it was a different story and it was a different one. Oh, I did this, and then oh, I did this, and then yeah, Levi's, and and then some. It just yeah, I think yeah, he was just unreal. perpetuating that on purpose, right? Like just to. Yeah, totally. Going, right? Yeah, but totally. you know, and I even tried to look to what was the lawsuit like that the follow between Jim Steinman and, and Meatloaf, right? Because like things did not go well, and he was Meatloaf was bankrupt by nineteen eighty three, right? Like nineteen seventy seven, <laughs> you have a bad out of hell. It's it's obviously doing quite well by the time that goes off, right? Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty three, spend way too much money on drugs mismanage the rest of the money and have to declare bankruptcy. Yeah. Right? Like and then yeah. you're going into your lean years where you don't have any hits and you have nothing and yeah. then you decide in 1993 to bury the hatchet and come back together with this guy and make that song and it's like resurrects your career. There's yeah. all your money again when you yeah, yeah right totally. after that you're making over 15 million, you know, 15 million records yeah. sold when you come back in 93 yeah. and on. Yeah. But you know yeah. you'd have to think that like Bad Out of Hell still like pump in the sales every year during that time right like you're still yeah. selling plastic and selling tapes and everything else right like yep all depends on the contract yeah <laughs> yeah record label always yeah. always f's you right so yeah and you bet that they were shady back in the day oh, yeah mm-hmm. it was a handshake and a wink big time yeah. right i trust you okay <laughs> good enough for me <laughs> yeah sounds yeah. good but that lawsuit, <laughs> it was over the phrase "bad out of hell." It was who could you, who goes who oh, could okay. use it, and wow. it was a a battle between managers. Meatloaf kept saying he didn't sue the the, the Jim Steinman guy, but he he sued his manager. His managers sued each other, so it's nothing personal. But I want fifty yeah, million dollars. <laughs> just business well the money's there why yeah. not take he ended it, up right? dropping the law, that lawsuit Jeez. though and uh nothing yeah. ever happened and then they made bet out of hell too yeah. and it went it worked out all right for him yeah yeah but that too bet out of hell too he didn't get his money what what was that 93 93 yeah, yeah. he 93. didn't get money until 97 <clears throat> for that album because of all wow. the legal loopholes and Wow. Really, all that stuff to jump through, yeah, which is crazy because that, yeah. like I said, that was massive. So that must have been crazy. That thing being all over MTV, much music all over the world, and then be like making yeah, a, making a, a cent, cent off of it, right? No, nope. like, 
Well, may, maybe that's another reason why he's done. You know, he did like sixty movies and shows, and you know, in the in the quote unquote lean years, where he's still this you know legendary name and face and character in rock, but his you know his albums aren't selling properly, so he's he's making all these movies, and then he's well, this is you know beforehand Rocky Horror Picture Show seventy five. He was in that and did a bunch of stuff, but that didn't really, you know, that as far as I understand, that wasn't really a, a massive hit until it sort of became a cult. Mm-hmm. Cult, yeah. Um, I don't remember him in that. I mean, although I haven't seen that movie in forever, but yeah. Uh. But I, I mean, and, and the, the years following that, where you got, you know, he's in Wayne's World, a great performance, so a classic performance in Wayne's World. Then, oh, totally, yeah, totally. I'll have to watch that one again. What's he? What does he do in Wayne's World? He's himself, no. He's the bouncer. I thought Chris Farley was. He's he, another he, bouncer? He was, he was one of the bouncers. Tiny. Oh. Yeah. The shitty Beatles. Okay. I got to give that one another watch. What yeah. a great movie. So good. And then being yeah. Jack Black's dad. Oh, yeah, in, Pick uh, of Destiny. Pick of yeah. Destiny. Tenacious D. That's so yeah. good, man. He was in Spice World. I have... I, I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see really? Spice World, but I was like, I didn't know he was in there at He's the time. The but like, again, that's right around Fight Club time. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he's just—he's always there. He was just—he was always kind of relevant there, right? Like, yeah. yeah. But they said too. I don't know if you guys read that. They, you know, they had Max Weinberg on, you know, two or three songs on Bad Out of Hell. And uh, the keyboard player, I think, from the E Street Band, they said the song sounded like too much like Born to Run. They said it sounded exactly like Born yeah, yeah, I heard that. that. Yeah, and it, it, did you guys compare that? Yeah. Like, I, I haven't listened to Born to Run. Well, I did listen to Springsteen it, actually it, in its entirety yeah. not that long ago. It's but definitely similar. Is it, what do you guys think? You think that's a, a, a valid comparison? It's similar. You can yeah. hear is that sort of jingle jangle Bruce yeah. Springsteen, yeah. yeah, kind of like you know background atmosphere it's it's the same you you can definitely hear yeah it. and i guess the vocal delivery is almost similar too right like it's kind of well really? what you think about it, it's kind of like not bruce is more mumbling but like you know <laughs> you yeah. know if it's, it's the same kind of uh i don't know it's the way it comes out it feels like it's the same but Interesting. Yep. Hey, little lady, you're so dead yeah. at home. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly like that. What kind of fucking lyrics were those back <laughs> in the day? What was the one off of that second album? Uh, I'll kill you if you don't come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just I'm going to love Sometimes her for like both of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Not no more. Can't do that. But I won't do that. But I won't do that. Or everything is permitted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they did release that. Uh, he had that whole uh, like Motown ba- pass there, too. Did you guys see that? Just a small yeah, bit like, of it. I didn't dig he into it. He sang though. with this. It was. It's. There's an album on there now. It's, it came out in 2022. It's like the Motown recordings, but it's like kind of like some uh, Christian kind of gospel songs mixed with like 
Okay. Some yeah. kind of southern songs, like a little bit of a little bit of everything on there. So and it's like two discs. Uh two disc release. Huh. But I don't know when it originally came out. I'm not I'm not sure, but he looks pretty young in those pictures. Huh. Yeah. <clears throat> the album is called What You See Is What You Get. Stony and Stony Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah, that was stony. Okay. Yeah. came out, so I listened to a little bit of that too. So huh. yeah, as heavy as oh. Jesus. <laughs> well, who was Stony? Was yeah. that? I assume that was like he had these oh. like weird, and they all were kind of similar. But these kind of like ladies who sang duets with him. Cher was in. Um, mm. uh, which one was that? She was on that Dead album. Ringer. That she was actually on a track called yeah. Dead Ringer, I think. Yeah. The title track. Ooh, title track. And I had to watch the video and I was like, oh my God, that's, that's Cher. <laughs> and even Cher's doing a shitty job. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta listen to it again. And you're just like, oh, she's off. I'm like, that's not in time. Maybe that's the rock and roll esque. No. <laughs> And she used auto tune ever since. <laughs> the auto tune hits. Yeah. What a terrible song. Oh, man. Sure. <laughs> She's had a couple of mentions on this show lately, back with Beavis and Butthead, and now, now this episode. Yeah. Yep. So. She's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that guy, that, uh, again, back to Jim Steinman, that guy went on to write, like, a whole bunch of other bangers after that one, too. Like, and Meatloaf was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, Total Eclipse of the Heart was supposed to be Meatloaf. Wow. You know? Yeah. And when you listen to that, you're like, that is a Meatloaf song. Like, that, you know? Yep. That's the music industry. There were so many artists, even now, but I mean, way way back where, you know, they didn't write their own stuff, and it was just here's the this these writing teams and these individuals that they just wrote all the hits and gave it to this person and that person, and then we talked about before where, you know, the, you would have these songwriters that would let five different artists right. sing the same yeah. song. <laughs> Yeah, you know, on the same single, uh, you know, they had their own individual singles, and yeah, to buy the one that said original oh, so artists did, or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, because if it wasn't, yeah. it'd be a ripoff. Hound dog by so and so. Hound dog by someone else. Hound dog by someone else. Hound dog by Elvis. Hound dog by. I want the Elvis one. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. He. He always had that like female, even through that whole Bat Out of Hell tour, right? He had that, I forget her name, yep. DeVito was her last name, I think, because I remind me of Danny, yeah. but, um, but yeah, and I mean, that's a must. And if you've ever seen Paradise by the Dashboard Light at karaoke, you can't do that without a no. female partner yeah. with you. And that's a, that's a slog yep. that you probably only do once at karaoke. <laughs> Because somebody dragged you into it. That's not one you choose. Under. 22 <laughs> yeah. minutes later. <laughs> I told Kira about this project and she's like, oh, meatloaf. Yeah, that's like the the one guy that goes up and does karaoke. 
and just yeah. sings meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> like it is. Yeah. It's just like yeah. that quintessential like karaoke song that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And again, how did it get to be like that? I don't that? know. It's right? yeah, like it's it very just... strange. It's probably something we should have asked our parents and they would have been like, listen, here's this is yeah. what went down. Yeah. Everybody did yeah. LSD yeah. and <laughs> yeah, cocaine, cocaine, and some yeah, cocaine. We were not in the right frame of mind. <laughs> and the dude was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean 173 million <laughs> streams on I do anything for love, but won't do that. That's the most. And yep. Paradise by a Dashboard yep. laid 147 yep. million, right? Yep. Like, wow. But you know what? I mean, you take every, like, I've got Bad Out of Hell on vinyl, and it is. I awesome. do too. It's that stuff is meant is. for, you don't need to see him. And that's the weird thing, because this whole time we've been talking about, and like, it seems like the, he was a big sort of like visual presence. Of, a, a big part of it was like watching his character. But man, you put that album on, you put that LP on, and front to back, it's awesome. It just gets louder and louder at my house. And I'm dancing around. Like, it's yeah. great music. Yep. Oh, it's a great album. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a fantastic album. It's yeah. it's right off the bat. It hits you right in yeah. the face, and it's like bit in a bat of the hell that I'm in a man. It's yeah. just like yeah. Yeah. It's, exciting. it's good. Yeah. The whole thing is good, but I just don't understand how it got up to that level. But like you said, you've got it on vinyl. I've got yeah. it on vinyl. There's lots of people that I know that collect vinyl that have that. Oh album. yeah. Right, it just is. Yep. It was in everybody's collection, right? And I think I look at those other ones, and I'm like, yeah, I got rumors. I got back in black. I got all that on there, but I got bad out yeah, of hell there sure. too. You know, it just yep. it, it shows up there, but it's just it's it's kind of a mystery, you know, yeah. as to how it got so huge. I get that it's a good album, but how did it get so massive? You know, yeah. but struck a nerve. Yeah. Yeah. Marvin. Mm. Marvin. Um that's about all I got on Meatloaf. All right, you guys yeah. you guys want to hear my story? Rest in peace. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I do. This let's, maybe let's has to be this. snipped to the front of this episode. It's kind of unrelated, but what what you were talking about, we were talking about session players and you're like that that's like the perfect situation where you're walking down the street and no one notices you. And like, I think, uh, you know, famous people, they got to sort of like, you know, they wear the baseball hats or like the, the long hair. And so anyway, okay. So here I went to Value Village just to go look, whatever, likes to go thrifting. And uh, she calls me up and she's like, I got the craziest story ever. <laughs> and I'm like, do tell. <laughs> And she's like, uh, so this guy walks up to me and he's like, you look like Julia Roberts. And she's like, she looks at him and she's like, are you Zach Galifianakis? <laughs> and he's like, Shh. <laughs> this That's happened awesome. today at the Courtney Valley Village. <laughs> what? That's fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, she's like, what is don't you live in Den? Like, cause he's got a place in Denman, right? 
Um, she's like, don't you, yeah. don't you live in Denman? <laughs> she's like, as she's telling me this, she's like, I was totally starstruck. I didn't know what to say, but I asked him like, don't you live in Denman? He's like, yeah, even people on Denman have to leave to go shopping <laughs> or have to leave the island to go shopping with that. I don't know. But she was like, I didn't, I didn't recognize him right away because he had like shoulder length, long hair and a, and a long beard and he was skinnier than, you know, we remember him from the hangover and stuff like that. But she's like the voice, yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. In a value village. <laughs> yeah. What, was he, was he standing between two firms? <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. She didn't get a picture with him, did she? No, she's like, and I, and uh, yeah, she didn't want yeah. to. Well, she, she said, like, I was too starstruck. I didn't like, and that's probably, you know, he, yeah. He didn't want people knowing. Yeah, right. You don't expect to run into it. And then apparently he went up to someone else that was looking at like the sports stuff in the back and he was just like, you should get that snowboard. <laughs> and the guy was like, do you snowboard? And he was like, no. <laughs> but but I bet Julia Roberts does, and she's over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Anyway, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like I knew that's he, awesome. like we knew he lived on Denman, and that that's like the the thing. Like, oh, he's got a house there. Like, <laughs> maybe you see it. Yeah. yeah anyway. <laughs> 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 that's brilliant all right we want you guys to subscribe share and review this podcast keep it going keep it strong because we're having a great time entertaining you guys with b-sides and beers podcast